my health conditions throughout mm -hmm. my childhood and uh, high school is what really drove me to want to help others who yeah. were dealing with similar issues. Hello and welcome to today's episode. We are interviewing Holly Louise, the fit pharmacist. Now, after a battle of so many different um, health problems that you'll hear about really soon, Holly decided to study pharmacy. And then after being in pharmacy, she also wanted to help people more than just giving them a tablet. She got into personal training. She has now built an incredible online training business. Um, check her out on Instagram. And she also owns a cafe nutrition station, Burley Heads. Um, this girl is on fire. She's taken risks and she's made it happen. And I'm really excited for you to hear her powerful message that's inspiring but also helpful to any woman that's dieting or in the gym she has a unique way of helping people and i really love it welcome to the freedom with nicole podcast today we are interviewing holly louise she is also known as the fit pharmacist and thank you so much for your time today no i feel honored to be part of this so yeah. thank you thank you for asking me you're more than welcome and can't wait to delve into your expertise um, and also your passions in life and your journey. And what I love about you is you're not just another Instagram influencer or just another personal trainer. You've actually got awesome qualifications, a science background that's backing that and your own personal results as well, um, which I think gives you such a point of difference in your knowledge. So I can't wait to bring that to the audience. Yes, there's so much to discuss. Yes, there is. In only 30 minutes, yeah. I interviewed another person this morning and they're like, 30 minutes is just not long enough to share it's, your it's story. It's really not, is it's it? It's not. No. This is like a sneak peek, like, yeah. a, like a bite to then go check out more of Holly's stuff and yeah. follow her. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So um, tell us a little bit about your childhood. Where did you grow up and what was your life like then? Um, I grew up right here on the Gold oh, Coast. Awesome. So apparently that's quite rare, but... I don't know. Yeah. I've, yeah. I've lived here my whole life. Love it. Wouldn't want to live anywhere else. Um, but growing up, I had, I can't complain. Hey, I had, I come from a great family. Yeah. Um, my parents always looked after me. They wanted me to do my best, be my best. Yeah. Um, I've got a, an older sister and a younger brother and we all get along so well. We all still live here yes. on the coast as well, which is amazing. But growing up, I guess I had a lot of struggles, probably mm -hmm. more struggles than the average kid in terms of health. Yeah. So when I was, and this is this, you'll see how this becomes the backstory of where I am today. Uh, this is what I wanted to hear yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was four, um, I was limping around a lot and my mum took me to, I mean, you shouldn't be limping around as a four-year-old. Yeah. So my mum took me to... She says hundreds of doctors. Okay. I feel like that might be a slight exaggeration. Yeah. <laughs> but she took me to a lot of doctors, um, got a lot of different opinions. They were like, oh, it's a virus. It's this, it's that. And then she eventually got a referral to a rheumatologist and I was diagnosed with juvenile rheumatoid arthritis mm -hmm. at four years of age. So that had wow. a big impact on growing up. I mm -hmm. had that until I was... 13 I went into remission um it prevented me from doing a lot yeah um and activity like yeah moving wise yeah yeah, yeah. so all the kids would be playing and then just be little old me on the sidelines oh, no. so like it was just something I had to adjust to um but that was just the start of it yeah then I got what was the next thing I feel like I've tried to like 
suppress a lot of this but I think the next thing I got was glandular fever in high school yeah and I think that was like eight or nine and I was just suffering with constant fatigue and um, I got really actually I got really really sick one day and um, got to the hospital and then I was diagnosed with glandular fever and that seemed to sort of like this chain reaction and then I was diagnosed with Graves' disease, mm-hmm. which yeah. is a hyperactive um, thyroid disease, yeah. but it's an autoimmune condition. Yeah. So it's essentially your body is, it's identified that my thyroid gland wasn't part of my body, so it was attacking wow. it. Yeah. So that um, was in high school as well, and then I was dealing with, I, I couldn't even get through a whole day of school without falling asleep. Yeah, wow. Like, it was so shit. It was so hard. Yeah. Um, and then when I uh, went to uni, so I'd gone into remission with my rheumatoid arthritis, and then I had went into remission finally at uni with my um, Graves' disease, and then while I was at uni, my knee started getting sore oh, again. No. <laughs> I know. It was just when you're like, no, nah, I can't. Surely, surely not, right? It's just a sore knee. And then I went to um, my rheumatologist, and he was like, yeah, your rheumatoid arthritis oh, no. is back. So here I was, like, with the knee the size of a basketball at yeah. university. So much pain. I couldn't even walk to my yeah. lectures. What were you studying at that stage? Pharmacy. So you were studying that already? Yeah. yeah. So my childhood and my health conditions throughout mm-hmm. my childhood and uh, high school is what really drove me to want to help others who yeah. were dealing with similar issues. Um, and I, I really wanted to learn the effects of medication as well yeah. on my body because I was taking a lot of medication oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at that point. And I just wanted to know more about it. And I've always been so interested in science and how the body works. Um, and I didn't really want to be a doctor mm-hmm. because I've got a vomiting phobia. Yeah, yeah, I can understand. That's actually <laughs> so a real thing. Like, yeah. Don't care about blood. Don't care about anything else. But literally, no, can't deal with anyone vomiting. If someone vomiting. was to vomit yeah. in front of me. No, yeah. I'd be like, sorry, I can't help you. Um, but yeah, that's what drove me to want to become a pharmacist. And my yeah. sister was actually studying pharmacy oh, wow. as well. She's a pharmacist too. So we were like, yeah, we can get a business together. We'll buy a pharmacy and it'll be great. And it just seemed to be like just a great plan. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so I was at uni, I got my rheumatoid arthritis back and I was like, this is awesome, fabulous. <laughs> and then I was really struggling, um, oh, maybe this was after uni, um, but anyway, but then I was diagnosed with Hashimoto's oh thyroid. <laughs> You're like, this can't be true. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, then I was diagnosed with an underactive thyroid yeah. gland. So it was so overactive, it was overactive and, now, and, it's gone. and yeah. now it's underactive. And anyone who has Hashimoto's knows mm. that it is shit. Yeah. Like constant fatigue, depression, weight gain, dry skin, cold intolerance, constipation. Like it's just crap. Yeah. So, yeah. And then I, I was just like, yeah, I'm really feeling sorry for myself now. Yeah. But, um, so I was always interested in health. Yeah. Health has been a huge part of my life. And I've really come to appreciate how important having good health is because yeah. there's been times, most of my life, mm-hmm. where I haven't. I haven't been able to do the things I've wanted to do. And I haven't been able to do things that I can see everyone else doing and you, you throw a little pity party for yourself. Yeah. But so that's health. Health has always been a huge part of my life. Fitness came later. So fitness started after uni. Yeah. So when I finished uni, my health was, you know, shit. I hit rock bottom. My brother was like, whole 
let's go to the gym. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, me? Go to the gym? No way. Yeah. At this stage, what was your body like then when you started? Like, was it overweight or just normal or? I was always a little bit sort of bigger mm-hmm. at high school. Yeah. Um, with uni, because of all of the stress, okay, yeah. I actually did lose a little bit of weight. Um, but I've always been, you know, an average size. I yeah. wouldn't say that I've been big or small. Yeah. Um, I've always just been average, but I started to feel like just a little bit sort of like gross. You know, that yeah. when you're just like, oh, I just don't feel good about my body. Yeah. I don't feel confident in my skin. I just, I felt like that coupled with my pain and um, the mental health side of mm. things from dealing with all of these health issues yeah. and the stress of uni, like I was going eight till six, from yeah. Monday to Friday. It's a big degree pharmacy. Massive. <laughs> Four and a half years. Yeah. Plus... I was working Saturday and Sunday in a pharmacy yeah, to earn some money and get some experience. Mm. So it was just like full time, full on, plus my health. Like it just really started to take a toll on me. So then my brother was just like, yep, we need to go to the gym. And I was just like, oh, I'm scared. I don't want to do it. You know, how of course everyone feels like that. Everyone feels like that. But first weight session, he was teaching me how to do anything. He's like, yep, this is a lat pull down and this is a bent over row and this is a squat. And I was hooked. First session, I was just like, this is great. Like, why haven't I been doing this sooner? Like, I love this. And then so I was like, the most I've taken off since then, since that day is probably like two weeks when I've been like sick or something. But... I have not stopped since that day that he took me into the gym and I quickly started to notice like not only the mental Mm -hmm. aspects of it which is really why I I was going there because I just wanted to I needed to have a release Mm -hmm. an outlet for stress and anxiety and all of that but I quickly noticed that it was actually helping to reduce my pain yeah my symptoms were improving and that is what really sparked my passion for fitness because I was just like why is no one else doing this everyone who has a health condition should be training like you know it's just made such a huge impact on my life like imagine how like if everyone did this yeah and the impact it could have on their lives so then that's when I realized being a pharmacist wasn't enough yeah I wasn't helping people in the way that I wanted to help them anymore. I was, I realized it actually became quite conflicting for me because I realized I was just giving them a band aid yeah. for their problems. The tablet. Yeah, yeah. I'm giving them anti diabetics to people who are overweight. Mm-hmm. I'm giving high blood pressure medication to people who don't know how to eat properly and don't exercise. I'm just yeah. like, it became quite frustrating. So I, I can just see like, the conflict you yeah. created. I'm like, yeah. if you just, you know, like, looked at your nutrition if you just went for a walk every day you might not need this medication yeah so then that's why I furthered my studies to become a personal trainer so I could start helping people take a more holistic approach yeah to their health I love that yeah that's exciting and that was a really big story you asked me one question I wanted wanted to know that I wanted to know that I needed to hear that and now where is your health now do you have any of the other diseases they're all in remission or good question so um my rheumatoid arthritis is in um remission at the moment i don't really want to say this but um 
I stopped getting symptoms, mm-hmm. so I trialed weaning myself off the medication. Yeah. And I don't advise that anyone yes. does this, <laughs> but um, so far it's been so good. Yeah, cool. And um, I see a physio regularly nice. and he helps a lot with my pain. Um, so that is all sweet, but I do still have the Hashimoto. So mm-hmm. I take medication for that daily. Yeah. But other than that, I'm pretty good. Yeah. So I can't complain. That's awesome. I really can't complain. And yeah. how long ago was like from where you are now to when you first went into the gym how many years has that been now oh um so i started training in my intern year as Mm -hmm. a pharmacist so that was probably about six years ago yeah nice yes cool i love your journey since then yeah yeah and since then you've also started growing the fit pharmacist brand so where did that start just to let's let's do instagram and build a personal brand and then help people online where did that come from yeah good question so when I was studying to become um, a, a personal trainer, mm-hmm. I already had an Instagram that I started just to sort of document my health and fitness journey like a lot of us do. Yeah. We're like, oh, health, fitness, like everyone's going to know yeah. about this. Yeah. So I just started a page. Um, I don't even know what I called it. Oh, yes, I do. I called it Holovo because it was like the first two letters of my yeah. first, middle and last yeah. name. And I was like, oh, this is so clever. <laughs> I love that. I know. Anyway, I love that. It's so lame. It's right. Um, my um, my first email address I ever had was chocolate monster four hundred, and now I oh like my own gyms. It's like really funny because of like <laughs> I love chocolate back then, and yeah. now <laughs> yeah. I love that. I don't, I'm not even going to tell you what my first one. I know that's um, so embarrassing. <laughs> so yeah, I just was just like posting gym selfies yeah. and my meals and just you know the typical sort of stuff. But then when I was studying um, to become a personal trainer I changed my name to Holy Louise Fitness and then it became more you know really health and fitness oriented Um, and I was building a following while I was studying so that I um, could potentially have a client based when I became qualified and it worked out like that so that was really really handy I could pretty much go straight from my course into a gym um, I was just paying uh, rent at just a little local gym yeah. and I started with just training my friends mm-hmm. and family. And you're still doing pharmacy full time? I was at that point, I dropped back to about four, three or four days a week yeah. mm-hmm. um, so that I could study. And then, um, yeah, I just slowly started kept tapering that back I get you because you knew what your passion was to want to focus on yeah yeah and luckily my boss was so understanding he was just like that's cool like we can just sort of have a flexible sort of roster with you and yeah and I was like oh that's so good so yeah I just sort of as I got busier and busier I just sort of slowly tapered that back until I got down to one day a week Mm -hmm. um in the pharmacy which was Sundays and then I was training clients pretty much every other day in the gym um and I guess a big part of my progression um has been my partner. Yeah. So he actually owns a digital marketing agency. Oh, perfect pair. I know. Yeah. And my brother is actually a website developer. Oh, that's awesome. So <laughs> we've got like a, a pretty good little yeah little team. Yeah. team. Yeah. yeah, it's been super helpful. But my partner was really into sort of marketing, and he was just like, you should pretty much go straight online and and trial that like it seems like a smarter way to work and he was 
obviously really helpful in terms of um, creating sort of digital assets mm-hmm. for me and helping to market myself and then my brother created the website that's awesome. so I was just like yeah cool like why not and then so that's when I started building my online coaching so I had clients in the gym mm-hmm. which I was doing one-on-one and I did that for at least probably two years yeah and then I just realized that online was just just easier yeah I could do it you Way know. better work-life balance. Yeah. I know what it's like being a PT. The yeah. hours that you work is extreme. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, yeah, 5 a.m., you know. And then get home till 9, yeah. <laughs> you have, like, maybe break in the middle of the day and then you've got to go back at night yeah. for nighttime clients. And then it's just like, oh, it's getting a little bit sort of... I get you. And there's only so many clients you can do in a day yeah, as you, well. Maximum, if you're working exactly. crazy, you could maybe help 40 clients a week. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of hours for a PT. But when you go online, it's so much easier to scale that exactly. and help and inspire way more people. Exactly. Yeah. And then you can sort of dictate your own hours. And if mm-hmm. you've got something... You know, you've got an, you need an appointment or you've got something on. Like, it's easier to shuffle your day around yeah. and be like, oh, I've got to move Casey from 10 a.m. Yeah. on Tuesday to... Yeah, yeah I get you. Yeah. And yeah. then cancellations oh, yeah. and people not showing up and you're like... It's it's a hard job. It is. People don't realize they're like personal trainer. How how easy? I know. And, actually... and especially the way the PT industry markets, like, it's yes. like, oh own hours be your own boss and um, all that stuff that you see that like um like training agencies will market and you're like oh it's really not like that it's really not like that you've got to work your ass yeah and it's competitive as well you might not get clients to start off with but you're still paying rent yeah and not only that it's just like you get so fatigued Mm -hmm. and then you don't want to train yourself yeah and then yeah so i just yeah it sort of became a bit t- sort of like tough on my body as yeah. well with everything that I'd been through already. So yeah, moving to full time online was like just the best. That's cool. And well, how long did that transition take you? Like it obviously wasn't overnight. No. Was it like a 12 month transition or how did you do that? Um, so once I got qualified um, and started as a PT, I probably, to be honest, I went online within like the first maybe three to six months yeah wow yeah so good but like it was having that face-to-face that really helped as well yeah I feel like every online personal trainer or online coach should start off with face-to-face yeah because you just you really need to learn how you need to get in the in the heads of the people that you're training yeah you need to understand you know how they feel when they're doing a certain exercise Mm -hmm. They need, you need to sort of understand like the excuses and the barriers and all of that that goes along with training so that you can help with creating strategies for your clients to overcome these barriers. And you've, you've, you've got to really understand it because you might be highly motivated. You're yeah. a personal trainer, like yeah. you probably are, but you've got to understand that, you know, the average client exactly. isn't. Yeah. So you've got to really understand all of that before you can go to online and not have as much of an interaction with your clients. I agree fully. I definitely think that makes you a better online coach. Yeah. Yeah. And especially because it's just as competitive online. So you need to be the best you can online and stand out somehow, have that point of difference. And there's a cool saying in sales and marketing that you can't sell, if you can't sell one-to-one, you can't sell one-to-many. Same with your helping and coaching. If you can't coach and help people one-to-one, you can't do it one-to-many, which is essentially that online or in a group environment. Yeah. 
Um, so it's so true what you're saying is master the foundations and the basic yeah. before yeah. launching into the big world of online. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, to be honest, I probably started online too early. Um, and I've learned so much from yeah. when I first started. Of course. But How many years have you been online now? Uh, ooh, at least four. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a long time now. Yeah. 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 So, and I, yeah, as I said, I'm constantly yeah. doing research, buying, you know, um, ebooks and, and courses from the top coaches and yeah. I'm always learning like as a personal Good. trainer and a coach, you should always be learning. Also because the science keeps evolving. Exactly. Um, I think in any field you're in, you can never stop growing. Yeah. Yeah. And because I'm such a science nerd anyway, yes. I'm like, oh, what's this latest study? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm just a curious person. So I'm always like, oh. Why does that happen? I need to find out. So, yeah, yeah it's I'm always upskilling. And then you search, find the knowledge, and then package it for your clients for their results. Exactly. Yeah. In a way that is easier for them to digest without all of the, the, the mumbo-jumbo yeah. of, <laughs> yeah. of a science, yeah. you know, paper. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> of course. And with now your, your business and um, your online as well, yeah. what are your next goals for you? So, at the moment... It's top secret, but ooh, I'll, ooh. Tell you, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'm actually um, building a online um, dashboard or system, nice, um, which will help me, um, I guess, deliver more affordable online coaching. Yeah, cool. To more women and yeah. help them um, with what I absolutely love helping women with, I love that. which is helping them transition from a poor or restrictive eating habit to a flexible dieting approach. Yeah. Um, and learning that they don't need to cut out all of their favorite foods to get results and learning that they don't have to be so damn strict all yeah. the time. Um, so it's going to help uh, with that and it's also going to have training it's going to have mindset and it's going to have a massive learning hub because yeah. my favorite thing is educating others yeah so it's literally like everything i've ever learned packaged in an easy to read oh, format I'm so excited um and it's just it's a massive project oh it would be but i'm just so passionate about it so i'm so excited i'm just working on it like every day that. when i've got like a spare minute i'm working on this so yeah. and when's, when's the launch date approximately for that i'm hoping that it will be completed in the next two months nice well i can't wait to see it out online yeah. check it out i'm yeah. so excited it's gonna be really cool yeah awesome yeah and um I guess with being in business, what has been some of your biggest challenge that you've had to overcome working for yourself and not just having to have like a stable paycheck coming in? Um, well, I think that for yeah. sure. Yeah, the <laughs> uncertainty of that. Yeah, the uncertainty of like, oh, am I going to be able to pay my mortgage? This, yeah, this yeah. Month? I don't know. Um, yeah, I think it was building my, I guess, my online business to a point where I would reduce my hours at the yeah. pharmacy um, that was definitely um, a big thing for me and because my partner he went through a bit of like an early life crisis I yeah. like to call it yeah where he was a lawyer oh, wow. and he hated it yeah. like it was actually making him physically sick yeah. with stress um, so it's another hectic job that you yeah, study a lot for yeah. yeah exactly so he quit his job mm. and so I was supporting him get you. and then at the same time I was like you know what I don't really want to be a pharmacist yeah so then I was going through my early life crisis yeah so here we are a lawyer and a pharmacist 
and we both decided we didn't really like our jobs anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so we both, we had just bought a house. Oh, wow. We had renovated it and we literally had to move out back into his grandparents' oh, wow. house. Yeah. Just to make ends meet why we... Went through the transition. Went through the transition. Yeah. From, yeah, to our new careers. So he oh. started his new business, um, which was, uh, he called... It was called Athletic Agencies at the time, and yeah. he was doing a lot of sort of work for for me and my mm-hmm. business, um, and he was getting some other brands on board, and then he was working out of his grandma's lounge room. Yeah. And then here I was studying and, yeah, trying to build, an, a, you know, a following so that mm-hmm. I would have some business for when I was graduated. And, yeah, it was tough. So I would say that was... <laughs> That was definitely a tough time. But apart from, you know, obviously just having a stable income, um, there's been so many things that I've learned along the way. There's been so many mistakes that I've of made. Like, you learn the most from them. Exactly. Yeah. You know, you do, you think something's going to work out. Um, you have the best intentions for it to work out and things just don't work out. Yeah. But they're all learning experiences. Yeah. I get you. Uh, yeah, there's a saying I love. Um, oh, now I'm going to forget what it was. It I was like, that happens. <laughs> I never lose. I either win or oh, I, I learn. learn. Yeah. And I love that. And yeah. I feel like that has really that's something I always try and keep in mind because I'm the I'm the type that I'm like oh my god this has gone wrong and what are we gonna do my life is over. <laughs> yeah. Whereas it's just like no what can you learn from that it's a good question to ask yourself to turn that negative potentially negative perspective around exactly don't jump to it's negative you know my life is shit or just be like cool all right i fucked up and what am i here to learn what can i learn from this i love that mess you probably won't make the same mistake again that's a positive (laughs) exactly but yeah, yeah there's been too too many mistakes to even mention but yeah they've all been fantastic learning experiences yeah and I love that risk that you both took and you went out there yeah. and you're like, well, yeah, these careers that we've worked so hard for in university are now not our purposes and our passions no. anymore. We're both going to change it. And that speaks volumes because so many people will just stay in the lawyer job for the money oh. or the pharmacy job for the money, even though their souls are dying. Yeah. And they might have this sideline passion that they just spend on Sunday mornings. But, but imagine if you could take a risk where you had to, you sacrificed a lot. You went back to living in your grandma's flat. Yeah. And, and now, like, would you say your life is way happier or a hundred times happier? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can't even compare. Like, yeah. I was, I was like crying every day in, mm. in the bathroom yeah. at work because wow. it was just like, I was like, what am I doing? And I had yeah. that real internal struggle of like, I'm not happy, but I don't know what to do. I just spent four and a half years at university. Yeah, I spent so much money on this. I've, I've got, got a massive hex debt, debt to pay, pay yeah. off. Yeah. I'm just like, I've been a pharmacist for all of two years. Yeah. Like, like What I'm, goes through your head too? Sometimes I find when I try something that doesn't work and I've got to change it, I'm like, I don't want to be a person that doesn't follow through as well. Yeah. So those thoughts, well, I studied for this. I've only been here two years. Maybe I need to work at it a little bit harder. Um, that is exactly what went through my yeah. head. And you know what? I did. I did that. I gave yeah. it an extra year or yeah. so. And I was just like, I still felt the same. Mm-hmm. And I checked in with myself again. And I was like, cool. Has anything changed? No. Like time to do something because yeah. I can't keep going on like this. Wow. So that's when I was like, yep, 
it's time to make that first step. And as hard as that was, yeah, um, it it was just all worth the the pain and the feeling uncomfortable and yeah. nervous. It and usually is anxious with any risks or discomfort exactly. we go through. It was on it the was, other side. Yeah. like I'd do that again. Not that I exactly. want to. Yeah, yeah. Ask for that. <laughs> really but if I had again. to, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's Definitely. awesome. And let's chat a little bit more about your message that you love to get out to the yep. world. Um, there's a lot about sustainable eating yes. and positive body image, which is something that I love about. I've watched you for a while now. Yeah. And I love the reading your captions. There's always great depth in every caption. Um, they take me so long. I to could arrive. imagine. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I could imagine. It's not like a quick, I thought yeah. of this and I'll put that up there. Yeah. Um, actually, do you plan out like in advance your content or how do you do that? I thought you might ask me this. Yeah. And the answer is no. I am very last minute and I like to post. That's real. Yeah, I like to post like how I'm feeling on the day. That's awesome. If something happened with like one of my clients, Mm. like I'll turn that into a post. Yeah. Um, So I I find it really hard to plan content. Like I'd love to be more efficient with it. Um, But I've tried it and I'm just like, oh, like I've got no inspiration for what yeah. I'm going to post next Sunday. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? I get you. So it's just very spur of the moment. What do I feel like posting about? Oh, you know, this happened, so I'm going to post about this. Yeah. yeah. I love that attitude to it. Yeah. I think that's awesome because if it's going to help that one client or that thought or whatever you learned today helped you, yeah. how many other people is it most likely going to help? And then that's where you get the real traction because people are like, this content's giving me value to my life. It's helping me improve yeah. my life. That's awesome. So um, tell us a little bit more about your messaging that you love to share with the world. I think, so with my fitness uh, sort of journey, Mm -hmm. I started off very much with a very restrictive. The fad, typical diets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Been through it all. Tried pretty much just about every diet out there. Um, And like pretty much everyone who gets into fitness... I was like, yeah, I'll do a fitness competition. Yes, like it would yes. be great. Like this, I honestly felt like that was just part of it. It was part of the progression. Yeah. It was just like you get into gym, you train for a while, you change your body a little bit, you do a fitness competition. So my first uh, competition prep, I didn't get a coach, but I had this guy at the gym help me. Okay. So I was just like, yeah, like, cause he was, he was competing. Yeah. So I was like, oh, you know, you can help me. Like, yeah. And then, so he was like, yeah, cool. Um, cause he wanted to have practice as well. Mm-hmm. Cause he was just sort of getting into coaching himself. Um, so he's like, yeah, cool. I'll give you a diet. So he gave me my diet. Oh, oh my God. Okay. <laughs> so this diet was, I was to follow for 20 weeks Yeah. and it was literally like breakfast was oats oh no. and then all the rest of the meals were chicken and broccoli or like fish and asparagus yeah and you were just bored of it by the third third day oh my god (laughs) and then like a protein shake before bed it was like the ultimate bro diet yeah and i was which is probably what he lived on for the last 20 20 weeks and worked for him every every (laughs) fitness competitor has been on this shit yeah and then um i got one cheat meal a week though which i had on friday nights with my partner and it was just like it started off with just like a burger Mm. and a tiny bit of like dessert or something and I was like yeah cool like that's that's all I need and then as I got deeper into the prep like god it took ages for that Friday to roll around I was like 
like, come on, I need that burger. And then, like, the cheat meals just got out of control. Yeah. Like, it was how much food could I eat until I'm physically sick. Yeah, it was like a cheat afternoon it or an was, evening or a night. Yeah. Oh, it was out of control. And then I'm like, oh, why am I not making any progress? Yeah. I wonder why. And then, <laughs> it was literally, I was just blowing out my calorie deficit yeah. for the week with this one cheat meal, which was like, it ended up being like a whole large pizza and half a kilo of froyo yeah. that I would eat in one meal. Yeah. And like, it was just so bad. And then that caused a lot of issues for me mm-hmm. in terms of, like, I don't want to say that I had an eating disorder, yeah. but it developed disordered eating yeah, I get for you. me. So... I it took a toll on your psyche. I became a binge eater. Yeah. Because of that cheat meal and the extreme restriction during the week. It wouldn't probably wouldn't have even been twelve hundred calories a day yeah. for the like wow. the other days of the week. So, so your metabolism's also slowing down as well. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. And yeah, and it was just because there was foods that were off limits. Mm-hmm. So it was the good foods and there was the bad foods. Yes. Yeah. And so that really developed that good and bad food yeah, sort mentality. of mentality and the whole binging with the – and then the guilt, the associated guilt, and then back in the restriction cycle. Yeah. So that really – yeah, that really affected me. And then once I learned about flexible dieting, mm-hmm. I was just like, holy hell. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like I can still have that bit of chocolate when I want. Yeah, yeah. If I had known this, again, it was like sort of like when I first stepped in the gym for the first time. I'm like, if I had known this the whole time, I wouldn't have had to go through what I just went through. I wouldn't have had to, you know, give myself like binge eating. Like there's just so many things that it could have prevented. And not to mention my shit relationship with food Mm -hmm. that resulted from it all. So then that is really what was like, I need to get this message out there. I yeah. need to show women. Because back then, that would have still been very It new. was very new. Yeah. It was very new. And like, yeah, I I think I heard about it first from maybe Nick Cheadle. Do you know Nick Cheadle? I've heard of the name. Yeah. I've definitely heard he, of the name. He was really into it. So I learned about it from him. And then so I did a whole heap of my own research, obviously. Um, and then I was just like, this is a whole thing. Like, why why have I not heard about this? Yeah. Why have I been doing clean eating? Like, yeah. what the hell? So, yeah, like that just like opened this door for me. And then it, it fixed my binge eating. I was no longer binging mm-hmm. because I realized that there's no foods that should be off limits. Food yeah. is just food. Yeah. Like, you've got to just be aware of what you're eating, how many calories you're eating. Yeah. And then you can pretty much fit whatever foods you like into your macros yeah and then yeah so I that's really what sort of started my passion for helping women just step away from the fad diets the restrictive diets and just move to a flexible sustainable enjoyable approach and yeah it's just been sort of that ever since yeah (laughs) Yeah. I love that and it is such a valuable way that we can help more women not have to be stuck in 1200 calories or feeling terrible about their bodies or feeling bad because they have a chocolate craving yeah like you can eat the chocolate just know how yeah exactly Exactly. (laughs) yeah um so thank you so much for the message that you're putting out on social media by the way and all the women that you're helping um can't wait to see what this bigger online platform brings um, I might have to get a subscription and um, <laughs> check it out. So thank you so much for your time today, Holly. And I wish wish you all the best luck with everything in the future. Thank you so much. So, yeah, thanks. <laughs>